So, your firm designed all the furniture in here? Uh, we manufacture it. The original designs are by Carl Farbman. Oh, Farbman. You know Farbman? Mmm, love Farbman. Most people go their whole lives without sitting in a Farbman. <laughs> if you call that living. <laughs> January 20th, 2013. How's everybody doing today? Are you okay? Because I'm okay. And you know what? I'm going to tell you. You're all right. You're going to be all right. Everything's cool. It's all right. <laughs> Thanks Hi. for the pep talk. <laughs> I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Did you like that? What was that about? I don't know. Okay. It just happened. I'm a natural. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about news. We have news, but before we get too far... I want to air a promo. What? This is highly irregular. For our good friends over at the Fanboy Scoop, who air our promos all the time, and Aww. they asked if we would air a promo for their new season of the Fanboy Scoop, which starts tomorrow on Monday. And I said, of course we would, because you are awesome, totally awesome, great people. Then you should listen to their show, because it's great. So here's the promo. The Fanboy Comics staff is excited to announce that Season 3 of the Fanboy Scoop Week in Review podcast will return on Monday, January 21st, along with special guests Jonathan London from Geekscape.net and Kristen Burt of Red Carpet Closet. The Fanboy Comics team will tackle the latest in geek news headlines. Be sure to tune in on January 21st at fanboycomics.net. You don't want to miss it. Whoa. Their promo blew you away, That huh? That was like, I mean, you were so enthusiastic. Oh, I me. mean, I was like, what? What just happened? Well, just listen. I mean, you will like, not find a finer group of folks My head a was finer like blowing product. back from my face. <laughs> I wasn't shouting it, it at was, you. It was kind of, I mean, wow, that was energy. I mean, <laughs> I think I've had an experience. I was emphatic, all right? <laughs> Hopefully, my enthusiasm for their fine product okay, and the wow. fine folks okay. comes through. Okay, you calm down. Now, calm down. All right. Take a deep breath. Blood pressure. Good people show. <laughs> Good people show. <laughs> that should be their new slogan. <laughs> Good people show. If you guys would like a nice, clean recording of that to put as a promo, the fanboy scoop. Good people show. <laughs> Without Susan cackling in the back. Or maybe you like that too. Either it, way. It's good. Whatever. You know. What works so for you. So you just let us know. Yeah. If that's what you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, news. We have news about some new upcoming pendant shows. Oh, you have news about new things? Is that why they call it news? Because it's new? Whoa. I think we've done that bit before. Whoa. You're not funny. Shut up. I am funny. Well, not there you weren't. I was kind of funny. No. Whoa. No. Sorry, my mind is still blown. Go on. Uh, the pilot script, first draft of the pilot script for the Definity Project, if you remember, uh, they is the team superhero show that is being written by Toby, Toby Bennett that has come in. So <gasps> that is very exciting. Toby, you're getting Progress places. going on. He's, he's, he's moving on up. <laughs> so that's cool, and and we're working on that. Going to get that season. I think that season was eight episodes. I don't know. Seven. I don't know. You know that. I don't know that. I have it saved. You don't tell me but things. But not in my brain. Well, then maybe you shouldn't talk about it. So... Maybe you should just stop talking right now before you look more foolish. Shh. Okay. Let's just go to the next thing. What's next? Okay. Uh, Super Toby. Great job. Now. 
next thing. <laughs> I think your head is shaking with the effort of keeping your mouth closed. <laughs> okay, You're a terrible person, Susan. <laughs> okay. What's next? Well, uh, did we want to tell people uh, about our short format comedy show we've been working on? Susan and I have been busting our but writing scripts for the show. Well, I don't think we should tell them what it is exactly. Why not? Well, that's why I was wondering. Is there a reason to keep it secret? Well, I don't know if the actors are all aware. The two that are starring in it are. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I told you that. That much I told you. You say I never tell you. I told you. You don't remember nothing. Well, sometimes nothing. I don't listen. Proceed. Oh. <laughs> sometimes being 98.6% of no, the time. Oh, 80. Uh. <laughs> not more than 80. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, we Susan and I have been writing the scripts for this all this week. Yes. Um, it's going to be an eight-episode first season, and we've gotten probably seven of them done and now, I think. And they're short, very short. Like six to seven-page scripts. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's coming along very well. It's, it's a comedy, comedy show. Yes. A funny action comedy, pretty much. Uh, well, I don't know if we'd go there's, that far. There's action. There's some. There's action. Are we going to tell them the title? Okay, are you ready for this? Are you ready, people? Are you ready? Are you ready? The title of this show is Henderson and Havner. Are you going to put an explosion there or are you just going to leave that one? I should probably put a real one because that one sucked. That one was actually kind of good. You think? Yeah. Okay. You might want to strip that out and do a little effects on it. It might be actually quite usable. Okay, now I'm just going to do that, but leave this whole discussion in. Okay. Okay. In any case, isn't that cool? Isn't it cool? Are you excited? Yeah, I hope you're excited. That might not mean a lot to new folks, but some old folks might, those names might might ring a few bells. But Henderson, he's a cop. Havner, she's, she's a, a reporter. reporter. And together, they're Henderson and Havner. That's right. And it's going to be fun. You're going to oh, like so it. Fun. So fun. Such a good time. So yeah, we're uh, buzzing our way through those and we should be done soon. Yeah. And then, uh, then we're going to put that puppy into production. Yeah, right away. And since yeah. there's such short scripts, it shouldn't take too long. So we should have more news for that about more news about that for you in the future. Yes. Soon. Yes. Yay. I like announcing things. Mm. Announcing things is fun. Well, then we have another thing we can announce. Okay. Don't we? Ready? Okay. So the, uh, other show Susan and I have been working on, uh, writing uh, the horror western, if you recall, Giddy Up! Ah! All right, Giddy Up. Ah! I forgot that was You don't word. have enough oomph in it. You're just still ah! as good. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> but your Giddy Up still sucks, so. I don't remember what my first... Okay, well, anyway. In any case, we might... We thought we might give you some more information about this show. A little more. Just a little bit. Not a lot, because we're still working. Well, since I did the Henderson and Havner reveal, perhaps you would like to do the reveals for this show. Really? I almost just said it right there, but I didn't because I saved it for you. Oh. Don't so say like, I never did anything like for you. the title and... Merry Christmas. Did we do the title before? No. Wow. We've okay. never said the title or who we're working on it with or anything. Okay. Okay. So... So... The title of this show is Phantom Canyon... Oh, uh, what kind of fanfare was that? Phantom Canyon! The title of the show is Phantom Canyon. <laughs> it's a it, good show. It's a good, it's listen. a, it's a horror western. It's got western horror, and horror, 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 horror. 
It will be very and it's, nice. It's going to be very scary. It's so creepy. And creepy. Like this voice. Okay. It'll haunt you in your dreams. Okay, now stop being scary. All right, so it's called Phantom Canyon. Phantom Canyon. Uh, that was a little. That was a little too up. That was a little too all American. Be a little down. You sounded very all American there, like I did. You know. Yes. Like greetings, fair citizens. Well, okay, so that show we are writing the scripts, and we are actually writing it with a third person. Well, we've mentioned that we have a writing partner on that show. Yes. Yes. But we never told you who he is. We did not. And so now we're going to tell you who he is because we're really excited and we think we should tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now you have exuberance. Okay. Well, he's our friend. He is. He's a great guy and a very good writer. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Okay. The writer is Mr. Jeffrey Thorne, who you may previously be familiar with his work writing on that TV show called Leverage. Yes. He was a writer-producer on Leverage. Yes. He's also written um, a Star Trek novel. He wrote on a couple other TV shows. He wrote for Ben 10. He wrote for, um, what else did he write for? He wrote, he wrote some books. Well, yeah, he's got original novels in addition to the Star Trek novel he wrote. And he's got something in a mystery magazine coming out very soon. And comics. He's like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Comics. um, Genre 19. That's his comic company. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. um, and he's got a story coming out in Dark Horse Presents. Oh, yeah. The next one that's coming out. Yep. Dark Horse Presents 21? I it might be 21. You want to say 20. In any case, this is our writing partner. And so yes. he is writing scripts and we are writing scripts. Yes, we are. We are all writing the scripts. Yes. And we are talking. Uh, we, we have talked to directors. And so we've got. Oh, well, did we want to mention that, that we have a director lined up for the show? Do we want to mention that as well? Well, okay. Or do we want to wait and. Yeah, let's just wait for you now. You want to hold off on announcing that yet? No, we can announce that. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, just, okay. Jared Page is directing. That's right. Jared Page so, will be directing that show. But keep in mind that we're not going into production quite yet on this show. This one's a little further out. So yeah, don't still, worry about Kingery, y'all. We're still halfway through the six scripts that will be written. Yeah. And we're working on the other three. And so our plan is that this is going to be a completely professional Production. This is something that we would like to try. We're gonna see how it goes. So uh, our plan is to reduce is to produce it and put it up as a paid production on Audible. And yes, also and pay, iTunes and Amazon. You know, pay the uh, director and writers and peep and uh, lead actors, lead actors yep. um, with stuff substantial like that. roles. Yes. Um, uh, we're not sure of the specifics of all of this yet. Obviously, these are things we have to figure out and work out and figure out how it's all going to work and stuff. But that's the plan, and we're going to be putting all that together in the next couple of months. So I think that's very exciting that uh, we're going to have a professional pendant production, and we're going to see how it goes. And if it goes well, maybe we'll have more in the future. And uh, no matter what, though, no matter how good it goes, no matter how many more of them we end up doing, we will all still have the free stuff. All the podcasts, like Kingery and Genesis Avalon and all that stuff's going to stay there and it's not going anywhere. So don't worry about that. But we're going to try this other stuff too 
because it's also cool, a new cool thing we can try that we haven't done before. Right. And also, right now, we, like, have no plans of taking down any of the free stuff and making it all pay suddenly. No, we're not, we're not going do to do that like at all. That. No. no. So please do not worry. That's what I said. It's going to stay there. Well, so why no, would you say that? No, you said that? it's going to stay there. It's, gonna, it's not going anywhere. Well, yes, but so that's not quite stay. the same as saying, and we're not going to It's going to stay for. there and be free. Right. Be free like a birdie forever. So in any case... So yay, we're all excited about these new things. Very crazy cool developments going on in Pendant Land. Yep. So yeah. let's get on with the show. Okay, let's do that. From Dallas, Texas, we have Kristen Bays on the line. Hello, Kristen. Hi. How's it going? Good. Uh, glad to be here. It's been a while. I think the last time I was having Kat interview me because I was the person doing the interviews. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I remember that. All right. So um, going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. Awesome. I love swimming. And um, I wanted to know how you get into the role of Lilith. Oh, okay. So Lilith, actually, that's there, there. There are a number of voices that I've actually been doing for much longer than I've been a amateur voice actor. And one of those voices is the Lilith voice. Anybody who has seen the movie uh, Legend yes. is familiar with the character The Gump. Mm-hmm. And when I was little, I used to like to run around and spout that poem riddle that the Gump gives to Jack. And I could not, mm, don't remember it at all at, right now, but like, I know he's like, be back in five beats of the sparrows hot. And uh, so that's that and and uh, doing uh, Aliyah from Dune, the David Lynch Dune, I would run around my house with one of my mom's skirts over my head so it looked like um her black cloak and i'd run around saying here's the quitsat tatarak um so it, it kind of like that voice i've always been doing and when cat very first put up the audition for it i uh i was like oh evil demon lady and i think i had heard a little bit of the line of of um what she was what she was recasting from and so i just kind of used that voice that i've had for all of these years and got cast and so i don't actually really have to do for a long time i didn't have to do anything to get into lily's voice it was just right there and i could just slip right into it wherever i felt like it um and then as the character progressed I was able to take it down and make her angrier and just really bitter. And um, as this new season started, we have Lilith back again. Mm -hmm. But this is Lilith from, you know, 20 years ago. So she's back to being her peppy chip herself. And I realized that I couldn't hit those high notes anymore in that voice. I was like, oh, my God. How high did I used to take this part? I so I think I had to do a little bit of vocal warm up for those three episodes where Lilith showed up because I was like, oh, that's so high. I don't remember ever being that high pitched, but it was. So 
It's actually, I actually quite enjoy freaking Cat out because she'll be doing something and I'll walk up behind her and she won't know that I'm in the room and I'll be like, hello, love, how are you doing today? And she'll squeal and flail and <laughs> curse at me. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun to do. I could see how that might elicit that reaction from her. Um, so for Lilith's particular brand of crazy, what what do you draw on? You know, it's kind of kind of a little bit female Joker, the um the animated series Joker. It's also a little uh 1960s Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's a lot of like your your kind of prototypical scary witch Halloween witch um, and a lot of it comes direct out of the writing too uh, I'm not very good at ad-libs in fact you could say I'm horrible at them and so for me having the Lilith speech come out the way it does it, 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 re- it relies a lot on how the character was written in that particular episode Um and I generally, when I have to play her and she's just being really batshit crazy, um, I'll do something super stressful beforehand. So I'll code an email or I'll come home from work and that'll be the first thing I record or I'll attempt to put together some Ikea furniture um, and by the end of doing one of those things, I'm so angry that that rage is there and I can put a silly voice on top of it and be crazy. Okay. So I, I think this one plays to, this question plays to um, Lilith's voice being as high-pitched it is, as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if she got into an argument with Geist, who would win? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I think that if the two of them got into a fight, it'd be very loud and very harsh on one's ears. And um, about midway through, it would come to blows. But by the end of it, they would be doing shots of schnapps and regaling of torture's past. Um, if, so, if Lilith didn't just wipe the floor with Geist because Lilith's so much cooler than Geist. And Kat turns around and glares daggers. If people don't know, Kat and I live together <laughs> and are married. So we, we tease each other in character a whole lot. And thats I don't think we've ever done a fight between the two of them. I think it's safe to say, who, regardless of who wins, the windows lose, or anything made of glass. Yes. The neighbors. The neighbors are the ones that lose out. <laughs> and the cats. Right, right. So, an, another question that was submitted was uh, actually about you and Cat. Is it true that you guys met through Pendant? Um, we did. They it is totally it. true. And so, would you like to hear the epic story of how we met? Absolutely. Oh. So... Kat had already been a member of Pendant, and I had joined Pendant. 
And I'd been independent for about a year and a quarter, year and a half. And I hadn't really ever talked to her a whole lot. I was kind of intimidated because she was so big up in the group. And um, I was an artist on Dixie and the triplets. But I didn't see any of those. You know, none of those were as big as the parts that Kat had. And it was right after I had gotten greenlit for a particular show. And uh, I knew that I was going to be going to the pendant picnic that next upcoming May. This is all happening in like November. I knew I was be going I was going to be going to the pennant picnic in May of 08. And we had exchanged Kat and I had exchanged phone numbers because we thought we might room together. Um, she would be coming from DC and I'd be coming from Boston. So we'd be on pretty much the same flight. And so she called me after it was an, it, like announced that I was working on a show with an idea to do a Carmen San Diego show. And I was like, that's an awesome idea. That is almost exactly the show that I am doing. And so I had to tell her what the show I was doing was. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. And so we started talking more about that. I had gotten her into an RPG that I was playing online. So we talked a lot through that. And the first time we met in person was when we went to the pendant picnic. And we were on the same flight because I had a layover in D.C. that picked her up. Um, And we were pretty much inseparable that whole weekend. And that was actually five years ago this May. Um, And then she came and visited me a couple times during the summer and we started dating. And I wound up having to move back to Texas during the recession. And she moved out here because there were more jobs here than there were on the East Coast. And we got engaged September of 2011 at Disney World. So... We're coming up on our three-year anniversary of being engaged, our five-year anniversary of being together. Very cool. It's truly a magical place. Yes. So we really did meet through Pendant. We would have never met otherwise. And we will forever owe Pendant for bringing us together. Because we're like, oh, we're so disgusting together. (laughs) It's insane. People who've met us in person, we are horribly disgusting together. I would say you're horribly disgusting together. Well, we try to behave ourselves, but we're we're pretty we we finish each other's sentences and yes. think each other's thoughts and the all of those things, all of those mushy girly things. Well, the one time I met you guys, um, it was definitely uh, it was definitely an experience, and it was definitely a good time. Yay! It was good for us too. Thanks. That sounds really dirty. <laughs> it's not meant to be. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Before I start making really filthy jokes that are probably not twip appropriate. Probably not. Um, you mentioned the MCAT triplets before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a request oh. for you to sing, if, if you can manage it. What, though? I don't... Uh, the thing about the triplets is to actually sing as the triplets, it takes about two hours worth of work because I have to think of something to sing and then record it once and then record it again with me harmonizing to myself and then record again to me harmonizing to myself. But, um, I guess I can sing something. I can sing what I was singing in the car earlier. If I don't know that they have a request. Nothing specific. Oh, can you sing us a little something is what I, I received. 
Um, sure, uh, because it's in my car and this is what I was singing on the way home from work. Whenever I see someone less fortunate than I, and let's face it, who isn't less fortunate than I, my tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what they need. And even in your case, though it's the toughest case I've yet to face, don't worry. I'm determined to succeed. Follow my lead. And yes, indeed, you will be popular. And I'll stop there. I'm not going to do the whole song. Bravo. Thank you. (laughs) So people didn't know that's popular from the show Wicked. It's an amazing show. It's been out for like 15 years. Why haven't you heard of it yet? (laughs) That seems to be a um, the whole Wizard of Oz uh, storyline is now getting a resurgence. Well, it's with yeah, Wicked. but but with uh, Wiz the Great and Powerful, or uh, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, which mm-hmm. is Uncle Walt's birthday present to me this year. Um, mm. Which the joke there is that for the last three years, the Disney Corporation has released some really awesome live action movie the weekend of my birthday. Um, year before last, it was. Uh, Alice in Wonderland and last year it was John Carter of Mars and this year it's Oz the Great and Terrible or whatever Great and Powerful and I'm super duper I've been, I have a gift card that I've been saving for that very movie <laughs> um, but it's, it's because it's public domain yeah so people are realizing oh hey we can make some money off of it because that's bo- what it's all about. And the books were written really early in this in uh, the 20th century, like 1904-ish, I think. Oh, even earlier than that. Yeah. 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 So they've been around. Um, moving into the line. Yes. Did you know from the beginning about D? Yes, I did. In fact, um, I think that when Chris Britton very first started pitching the idea of the show... Um, he had kind of precast some characters because he knew what the sound was that he wanted and he already knew the voices that certain actors could do and the range that certain actors had. And um, he came to me and said, there's a character I want you to play and she's a really hard-ass druggie and you find out midway through that she is the embodiment the, the the new vessel for the god of for the for the angel of death and i'm like oh, i'm sold you had me on you had me on violent druggy um <laughs> but i i did know pretty early on i didn't i don't think i realized she was gonna get crucified oh spoilers but um i i knew pretty early on the kind of the path that she was going to be taking in the show okay so yeah And one of the things that maybe a lot of people may or may not know that you've done is a lot of artwork for Pendant. Oh, yes. A lot of artwork. So um, do you have a particular piece that you are most fond of that you can talk about? I'm very fond of the cover that I did for the season one uh, disc set for Dixie Stenberg. Brass Battalion Adventure Theater. 
Uh, it's really cool looking. I did it like in huge quality so that it would print perfect and it was digitally painted. So there weren't any lot, there's no lining or anything like that. Cause I typically do kind of a, uh, animated style, kind of like what you would see in, in Western style animation. And that one I actually painted. I'm also really proud of, I think it's episode 12 of Dixie. Um, the one where Dixie is standing and she's holding the bomb and the planes are flying behind her because that is a take off of a a uh, World War II a propaganda poster. Mm. And I really like, oh, I can't remember which one it is. I got to find it real quick. There's a Avalon cover that I did a few months ago um, that... I was really super proud of it was it was crazy because it was a filler episode. Uh, Dan Chan was was really he was the artist at the time and he was really swamped with um, his pro work. And I knew what the episode was because at that point in time, by episode of 22, I was already helping to write on Avalon. So I already knew what was going to be happening in that episode. And when he wasn't going to be able to do it, I immediately pounced And Episode 22 is the cover that has. Um, Avalon fighting Knox, mm. and it turned out so awesome. Oh, I was like disgustingly proud of it. I actually have it. I have. I think I have that one and the cover for episode thirty-six printed off and um, taped to my desk at work. I think that particular cover, you can kind of see that as one of the moments in the uh, in the show. A lot of times you get a cover and it's nice and you can kind of see how it relates to the episode, but it's not like picked out of the yeah. episode itself. I think that one was just like there was a scene and maybe you had it particularly in mind or maybe it was subconscious. You just kind of picked out. Well, I almost, I almost always try to do something that is literally out of the episode. And I talk to Kat a lot before I actually sit down to draw. Um, that's one of the really awesome things now that I am the full-time artist on Avalon is that I can ask her, what are some things you really want to see? What are some things you really don't want to see? Um, and like there were some, I think 35, she really had asked me, can I see Sekhmet in her full goddess glory? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and there are some where, where just because I don't want to give you, look, the last two covers that have come out for 37 and 38, they are very generic. But it's because we didn't, you know, with this Asara arc and going into Asara's past, I didn't want to give away any spoilers of what's going to be in those episodes because so much happens in those three episodes that covers like 15 years worth of time. Right. Um, but, but I always try to find something that is directly out of the episode because I feel like it, it kind of helps you visualize what's going on in the episode. If you can see one little bit. Right. So what, what brought you to drawing? How'd you get into it? So I, uh, when I was in high school, I decided I wanted to draw anime, like most high school girls do. <laughs> and 
Um, I had absolutely no skill with drawing whatsoever, and so I started tracing everything I could get my hands on, trying to teach myself how to move, you know, make those kind of lines, and I would trace Looney Tunes characters, and I would trace Disney characters like Aladdin, and Abu, and Genie, and Tarzan, and I would trace a whole bunch of Sailor Moon and uh, Gundam Wing characters. And in college, I needed some extra credits that were going to be easy A's. So I thought, oh, art, that'll be easy. It wasn't. Um, it's funny how art, that never works out. Right? Art is not an easy A. There's a lot of work that goes into making an A in an art class. Um, but I learned a lot in those classes about composition and actually, because they were, they were classes that really did start you at the beginning of shape and form. Um, and I had got a Wacom tablet for Christmas one year, so I was learning how to use that. And I think the thing that got me into drawing for pendant was I decided I was going to draw up all of the characters for an RPG I was in. And this was right after I had joined Pendant and everybody had friended me on on LJ of all things. And I drew a whole bunch of characters for this Harry Potter kind of hybrid RP I was in. And they were very much kind of um, kind of a Disney animated style mixed with uh, Batman animated series animated style mixed with a little bit of comic book because I was reading a lot of comics at the time. And I posted them on my LJ, and Jeffrey saw them and was like, would you at all be interested in doing art for Dixie? And I just kind of would be like, oh, you want, no, I'm not an artist, no. And uh, he managed to convince me to do it, and I wound up drawing the character designs that were what shows up, what you, what you see on that poster for Dixie that has all of the characters on it. Um, and from there, we then started doing, you know, I started with episode eight on Dixie, and then um, I did arts for a couple of shows that no longer exist. And then picking up Avalon um, this year, it, it's been really amazing for me because it's forced me to keep at it. I, I don't know if I would have kept growing at, in skill if I hadn't had something that made me churn out a piece of art every month. So... I, I, f I feel like I've gotten a lot better. Um, and with this year, I've gotten my first couple of professional things for art, which has been really exciting. Um, I did a special comic book style cover for another Pendulum's wedding, um, wedding programs. And I did the a full wraparound book cover for... Um, a novelist who is working on getting her for her second book published. Cool. Um, and it's a kind of a pirate romance story. So that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, hopefully that will come out in the next couple of years too. Very cool. So doing the art for Pendant and ultimately doing the art for um, Avalon and you've been more and more involved in the behind the scenes stuff with Avalon mm -hmm. and you're, co-writing season four is that yes. right in fact uh i just got my writing assignment for the episode that we're writing right now and i'm writing like half the scenes in it um yeah uh, season four with the exception of the first three episodes which are avalon's backstory uh, a lot of the plot came from a discussion that i had had with cat um about some characters 
and I had some ideas about them. And she said, you're pretty much thinking the exact things that I wanted to be able to think, but couldn't figure out how to get the thinks out of my head. I think were the exact words that she told me. She was much louder and much more flaily as she said it. But um, (laughs) she's she's cursing my name from the kitchen right now. Um, But... No, so it we actually sat down. I want to say it was a year ago now. It was last February. We we um went out for her birthday and we were staying in a hotel and we brought poster board and stickies, sticky notes. And on the sticky notes we wrote every single character outline, every every single character plot beat, every single scene that was going to be in Season four, episodes 40 to 50. And we arranged them on poster boards. And I can see them right over there. They're sitting by our TV, still intact, of everything that's going to be happening in season four, all planned out for the past year. And we're just now getting to writing it. So <laughs> it's um it's really exciting getting to write on it. I've never written on anything that kind of has the skills scale that Avalon has and the whole magic kind of angle to it because I typically I'm a more sci-fi type person Mm -hmm. so it's kind of fun getting to write on something that's fantasy right alrighty is there anything that you want to here I am I'm stealing Jack's line again is there anything that you want to promote or talk about while you have the open forum oh gosh um, Genesis Avalon! Yay! <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about it other than than to, to go support it monetarily. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but for reals, um, I, I don't know. Uh, Do you have any projects for, that for you're once, working on? I actually don't. My main project is... Is um, is this? Oh, though I guess I can for Cat promote. Um, Cat, Cat and I are both really big fans of the show Once Upon a Time, and if you are a fan of Cat's writings, um, you should definitely go check out her uh, fanfiction.net profile. Um, she's pretty frequently updating her Once Upon a Time stories as well as a big crossover fan fiction that she's writing that's um, Smallville and Supernatural. And, um, babe, what's your, uh... For my, my LJ, or your, your, your fan fiction. Robin's Girl Wonder. Robin's Girl Wonder. Because nobody so saw that coming. Fanfiction.net slash whatever. Robin's Girl Wonder. Because mm-hmm. um, she's got really, really awesome stuff that she's been writing for those, and um... That's like, I, I'm taking I'm taking the opportunity to not have to be doing anything other than Avalon right now, um, which is kind of nice. Uh, I I don't really have anything else going on right now to really pimp other than if you want stuff drawn, maybe I could draw it for <laughs> cash monies. <laughs> um. Alrighty then. Or if you need voices done, I could maybe do them. Or if you need something sang for a project, I could maybe sing it. (laughs) Okay, then. 
Well, Chris, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. It was uh, great talking with you again. Thank you. And everybody, keep listening to Pendant Shows. They're only going to get more awesome, especially season four of Avalon. You guys aren't ready for the face rocking that you are about to receive. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, January 23rd, season one, episode three of Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. That's fun to say, tabula rasa. Okay, listen. This is your trial run. Next time on Tabula Rasa, Nathan Clark may not be happy about the newest member of his team. You don't find all this too, uh, convenient? If she was faking this, I'd know. But he's willing to give her one chance. The young case? Neighbors reported a loud crashing at a quarter to two. Cause of death was blunt force trauma. Just one. This better be good, Gene. Looks like he's passing a kidney stone the size of West Virginia right about now. You should get in there before it expands to Kentucky. Find out who killed Therese Young in Season 1, Episode 3 of Tabula Rasa, premiering January 18, 2013, only at PendantAudio.com. Why not? Eh, needs paperwork. Coming out Wednesday, January 30th, episode 39 of Genesis Avalon. All change is not growth, just as all movement is not forward. Asara's tentative grip on her world begins to loosen. (laughs) Behold, Asara, I give you my Leviathan. And her mistakes finally take their ultimate toll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But as Asara truly falls from grace, you'll never expect what's coming next. Come here, demon. I haven't done anything. I... Ah! Camulus, protect her. No, no, I don't. You have no right to bear the title of Avalon. I hereby strip you of the thread in your soul that the crone has woven. By the gods, I strip you of your mantle. Genesis Avalon, Episode 39. Here ends a new life. Asara's tale comes to its epic conclusion and ushers in the new year on January 30th. 2013, only at PendantAudio.com. La la la, the show is almost done. And that is a show. It sure is. There was so much new stuff. With a lot of cool news and big developments and awesome stuff going on. So we've got all this great, cool, new stuff looking to look to in the future. Yeah. I keep messing up. Tonight. I don't know. We're tired. We're oh, gonna... my God. Well, how many times have we said that? It's so old now. Okay, sorry. It's cliche. I'm not really tired. You oh, know, Jeffrey I'm just going to be tired, tired and not talk about oh, it. They're always tired. Oh, big uh... surprise. Why did they... 
freaking go to sleep into the wall. I almost said a very bad word there. Oh, you can't do that. This I is an could. almost family show. I could if I want. You want me to right now? No. Oh! This production is unrated. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the live journal community at community.livejournal.com slash pendant audio, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendant web, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. <laughs> creepy much? You were trying to be creepy. You wasn't creepy. You sound like a little goblin. <gasps> Ugh. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure you can cobble something together. I hate cobbling. It's a lot of work. Oh, boo-hoo! I like that you did the hand motions. Nicely done. In your lap. That's how lazy I am. I couldn't even raise my hands to my eyes to do the motion. <laughs> Wow, you know what? I got like really excited during that last part. I think I was like totally shrill and creepy. Like I should have been more sultry, like go the sultry voice. Like I'm so excited about everything that's going on. You just sound like you're congested. <laughs> Most people go their whole lives without sitting in a farbnin. <laughs> if you call that living. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I win. <laughs>